0: Section nineteen of the Green Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Therese. The Green Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. The Magic Swan. There were once upon a time three brothers, of whom the eldest was called Jacob. THE SECOND FREDERICK, AND THE YOUNGEST PETER. THIS YOUNGEST BROTHER WAS MADE A REGULAR butt OF BY THE OTHER TWO, AND THEY TREATED HIM SHAMEFULLY. IF ANYTHING WENT WRONG WITH THEIR AFFAIRS, PETER HAD TO BEAR THE BLAME AND PUT THINGS RIGHT FOR THEM, AND HE HAD TO ENDURE ALL THIS ILL TREATMENT BECAUSE HE WAS WEAK AND DELICATE AND COULDN'T DEFEND HIMSELF AGAINST HIS STRONGER BROTHERS. THE POOR CREATURE HAD A MOST TRYING LIFE OF IT IN EVERY WAY, AND DAY AND NIGHT HE PONDERED HOW HE COULD MAKE IT BETTER. One day, while he was in the wood, gathering sticks and crying bitterly, a little old woman came up to him and asked him what was the matter, and he told her all his troubles. "'Come, my good youth,' said the old dame, when he had finished his tale of woe. "'Isn't the world wide enough? Why don't you set out and try your fortune somewhere else?' Peter took her words to heart, and left his father's house early one morning to try his fortune in the wild world, as the old woman had advised him but he felt very bitterly parting from the home where he had been born and where he had at least passed a short but happy childhood and sitting down on a hill he gazed once more fondly on his native place suddenly the little old woman stood before him and tapping him on the shoulder said so far so good my boy but what do you mean to do now peter was at a loss what to answer for so far he had always thought that fortune would drop into his mouth like a ripe cherry the old woman who guessed his thoughts laughed kindly and said i'll tell you what you must do for i've taken a fancy to you and i'm sure you won't forget me when you've made your fortune peter promised faithfully he wouldn't and the old woman continued this evening at sunset go to yonder pear-tree which you see growing at the crossroads. underneath it you will find a man lying asleep and a beautiful large swan will be fastened to the tree close to him you must be careful not to waken the man but you must unfasten the swan and take it away with you you will find that every will fall in love with its beautiful plumage and you must allow anyone who likes to poil the feather but as soon as the swan feels as much as a finger on it it will scream out and then you must say swan hold fast then the hand of the person who has touched the bird will be held as in a vice, and nothing will set it free unless you touch it with this little stick which i will make you a present of when you have captured a whole lot of people in this way lead your train straight on with you you will come to a big town where a princess lives who has never been known to laugh if you can only make her laugh your fortune is made then i beg you won't forget your old friend peter promised again that he wouldn't and at sunset he went to the tree the old woman had mentioned the man lay there fast asleep, and a large, beautiful swan was fastened to the tree beside him by a red cord. Peter loosed the bird and led it away with him without disturbing the bird's master. He walked on with the swan for some time, and came at last to a building-yard, where some men were busily at work. They were all lost in admiration of the bird's beautiful plumage, and one forward youth who was covered with clay from head to foot caught out "'Oh, if I'd only one of those feathers, how happy I should be!' pull one out then said peter kindly and the youth seized one from the bird's tail instantly the swan screamed and peter called out swan hold fast and do what he could the poor youth couldn't get his hand away the more he howled the more the others laughed till a girl who'd been washing clothes in the neighboring stream hurried up to see what the matter was when she saw the poor boy fastened to the swan she felt so sorry for him that she stretched out her hand to free him the bird screamed swan hold fast called out peter and the girl was caught also when peter had gone on for a bit with his captives they met a chimney-sweep who laughed loudly over the extraordinary troop and asked the girl what she was doing oh dearest john replied the girl give me your hand and set me free from this cursed young man most certainly i will if that's all you want replied the sweep and gave the girl his hand the bird screamed "'Swan, hold fast,' said Peter, and the black man was added to their number. They soon came to a village where a fair was being held. A traveling circus was giving a performance, and the clown was just doing his tricks. He opened his eyes wide with amazement when he saw the remarkable trio fastened onto the swan's tail. "'Have you gone raving mad, Blackie?' he asked as well as he could for laughing. "'It's no laughing matter,' the sweep replied this winch has got so tight hold of me that i feel as if i were glued to her do set me free like a good clown and i'll do you a good turn some day without a moment's hesitation the clown grasped the black outstretched hand the bird screamed swan hold fast called out peter and the clown became the fourth of the party now in the front row of the spectator sat the respected and popular mayor of the village he was much put out by what he considered nothing but a foolish trick So much annoyed was he that he seized the clown by the hand and tried to tear him away, in order to hand him over to the police. Then the birds screamed, and Peter called out, Swan, hold fast! And the dignified mare shared the fate of his predecessors. The mayoress, a long, thin, stick of a woman, enraged by the insult done to her husband, seized his free arm and tore at it with all her might, with the only result that she too was forced to swell the procession after this no one else had any wish to join them soon peter saw the towers of the capitol in front of him just before entering it a glittering carriage came out to meet him in which was seated a young lady as beautiful as the day but with a very solemn and serious expression but no sooner had she perceived the motley crowd fastened to the swan's tail than she burst into a loud fit of laughter in which she was joined by all her servants and ladies-in-waiting the princess has laughed at last they all cried with joy she stepped out of her carriage to look more closely at the wonderful sight and laughed again over the capers the poor captives cut she ordered her carriage to be turned round and drove slowly back into the town never taking her eyes off peter and his procession when the king heard the news that his daughter had actually laughed he was more than delighted and had peter and his marvellous train brought before him he laughed himself when he saw them till the tears rolled down his cheeks my good friend he said to peter do you know what i promised the person who succeeded in making the princess laugh no i don't said peter then i'll tell you answered the king a thousand gold crowns or a piece of land which will you choose peter decided in favour of the land then he touched the youth the girl the sweep the clown the mare and the maris with his little stick and they were all free again and ran away home as if a fire were burning behind them and their flight as you may imagine gave rise to renewed merriment then the princess felt moved to stroke the swan at the same time admiring its plumage the bird screamed swan hold fast called out peter and so he won the princess for his bride but the swan flew up into the air and vanished in the blue horizon peter now received a duchy as a present and became a very great man indeed but he did not forget the little old woman who had been the cause of all his good fortune and appointed her as head housekeeper to him and his royal bride in their magnificent castle end of the magic swan recording by maria therese